Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Darrell Smith, uh, once again from Gundog Notebook. Uh, I guess we'll count this as episode 13. Uh, shortly after my birthday episode, I ended up going back out to South Fork Hunting uh, Preserve to do some backing and things like that. And that was this past weekend. So today is February 26th, and this was recorded on February 24th. Yep. So it was the last Saturday of February. And I just wanted to kind of give you guys a recap. Um, it's not a very long podcast, but I definitely think it was interesting, something to keep up with. And I like doing recaps after uh, after I get done shooting. I was driving, so there was kind of a couple of gaps in the conversation. Uh, and But regardless, it was still quality um, as far as the experience. Uh, pretty soon, actually, in uh, hell tomorrow, matter of fact, I'll be pick. I should be picking up uh, that new shotgun. So that'll be. Uh, I'll do a review on that pretty soon, and uh, have a couple of things coming up. But yeah, guys, I appreciate you listening. Stay tuned. I'm trying to overload you guys with as much information about my experiences as possible. Hopefully, y'all are getting something from it and to all my listeners and new followers welcome thank you thank you thank you thank you for just listening to me run my mouth so here's just a little bit of an extended uh episode we'll call it episode 13 but it's just kind of a recap of like i said the back end that i did at south fork uh hunt and preserve on their not last sec uh pheasant shoot but second to last pheasant shoot and uh shout out to all of my friends and Guys that I met up out there from Old South Hunt and Retriever Club, Drake's Gun Dogs, uh, South Fork, and hell, I think that was it. But yeah, they, those were some good folks. I had a really, really, really good time, and I'm looking forward to doing some more. All right, guys, won't hold you up too long. Here's the, here's the uh, recap. All right. Welcome to Gundog Notebook Podcast. Uh, this I kind of wanted to do like a recap. I kind of wanted to do a recap after this uh, pheasant shoot today here at uh, South Fork up here in Danielsville. I am heading back to the house and uh, it's been a good day. It's been a long day. I got up here at about 8. 50-ish this morning. Um, the guys were really, really cool. Um, but this today I didn't shoot. Today I actually did zero shooting, which is, uh, I actually, you know, really like not shooting. I mean, it's cool to do so. And I did a hell of a lot of it last weekend, uh, about three days straight. But today I'm actually, I was actually uh, just out doing dog work and got a chance to link up with my buddy Shane and uh uh Rob and and a lot of folks from and Martha and and uh Jane everybody and Carolyn everybody from uh um Old South uh hunting club hunt retriever club and you know it's very interesting just watching you know not being focused on on hitting birds and trying to multitask but really just focusing on Ruger and 
you know, I really want to keep reiterating how proud I am of my dog and how much I've seen him grow in hell just this season alone. It's, it's been phenomenal. And as the season wraps up, we've got one more pheasant shoot uh, at the end of March that I'm planning on uh, being a part of. And it's likely that I'm going to end up uh, shooting just because, hell, well, shit, I'm getting a new shotgun. <laughs> so why would I not? But if I don't, I'll be just as good because I get a chance to get good dog work in. Um, so... A lot of it was really, as far as where I was standing at, a lot of it was kind of slow the first half, but the second half was straight action. I mean, it was straight action. But the first half, uh, just to talk about that, you know, it was was great seeing Ruger watch Marks. He was still, you know, antsy and jittery, and just getting that puppy energy out is extremely important. Uh, before you go hunt. And I, I still don't think I did enough of it. You know, I gave him about, you know, 15, 20 minutes of just running around because, you know, I really wanted to, you know, go ahead and hit the ground running. But I may need to bump it up to about 30 minutes of just letting him burn some of that steam off. You know, he's cooped up in the, in the back of a truck for, you know, a few hours. And, you know, as we get up here. But... Either way, he still did what he did. He got a lot of compliments from folks. And, you know, my dog, my dog was a superstar today. And as crazy as he uh, may be, just he's a a goofball and a knucklehead, that dog is going to work. That's what I really like about it. Um, He's still young. So some of the flaws that he has, though, I'm, I'm thinking those are going to weed themselves out over time that's what i hear from you know folks with older dogs older labs uh you know the guys that were shooting next to me i mean they were great i didn't really have to you know i was i was also supposed to kind of be you know a safety check for uh the folks the guys that were releasing birds uh, and the guys up at south fork I didn't really have any kind of gun safety issues or anything like that with anybody. I didn't really have to speak to anybody. And everybody was just very, very, very receptive uh, to letting Ruger work, as were they, you know, with all the other dogs, too. And, you know, it's it's always funny to see your dog get beat out by another dog. But then, yeah, another dog that's older and, and, and wiser. But then you start to see Ruger starting to beat out younger dogs to the birds, which was kind of cool. I mean, you know, I'm a little bit of a competitor and that's not a better or worse thing. It's just seeing that he was marking and marking's been a big thing, a big concern of mine with him. Well, today, I mean, and, and even coming off of last week, I could see his face in, you know, his his head towards the sky. You know, and he was following birds. And what I figured out I could do was use my hand as a guide, you know, to what birds that I wanted him to retrieve, you know, go ahead and call him, you know, call him by his name, tell him back. And he went dead onto a bird. It was one that, I mean, he zeroed in like, like, you know, to the birds like a freaking torpedo. So, 
you know, that was just really, really, really refreshing to see. And then uh, a couple of times, I mean, hell, Bird was just literally running. Pheasants like to run, which is hilarious as all get out until your dog is tired as hell. It's more work on the dog, really. Um, but I would rather my dog pick up the bird off the ground than somebody be trying to shoot at it. So, you know, even that, I mean, it was quite a few times Ruger went in, tackled a bird like a linebacker, like just boom, done. Uh, what I also saw that I really liked in the first half was Ruger actually backed another dog. That was really cool. He backed another dog. He went out for a retrieve. Another dog beat him to it. And, you know, I guess he, he, he realized that the dog was about to pick up the bird and he just stopped and froze. He didn't move. He didn't do anything. He just stopped, froze, and, and stayed forward looking at the dog. You know, and then when the dog had picked it up, it, you know, Ruger came on back. Another thing that I noticed that Ruger was doing very, very well was uh, making decisions on what birds to retrieve. You know, Ruger's not the type of dog. He going to cut corners. I know he does. And I want to, over time, just, you know, kind of work him out of that. But a lot of what I saw today wasn't him cutting corners. A lot of him, what I saw of him today was held the dog making good a good decision if the bird was too far out and he knew another dog was gonna go get it or was gonna get to it before he could he didn't go he didn't he didn't he stayed steady the whole time until i released him and there was a couple of times that i did release him dog still beat him to the bird and he just stopped came on back and just reset um you know even with the e-collar usage it was a couple of times i had to you know put a little a little bit of stimulation to him but majority of the time it was just a vibrate function which I, I, I sometimes i feel like he responds to that better than the other one but you know it just depends on the situation um it all i also noticed when the dog is out retrieving and running a lower stimulation like anything on my i have a dog truck uh arc e-collar the anything below a 10 for Ruger in a normal training session is cool but when he's out hunting and looking for birds uh, that 10 don't do nothing that 10 don't even so much get his attention so I had to raise it up a little bit and it, and it didn't kill him it didn't hurt him it didn't burn him it didn't do anything it just gave him a little bit more of a some 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 pep in his step uh you know, so that was it. Now, one thing I would like to say that he, he did that kind of bothered me, Ruger got a little stingy with the birds. I don't know if it was because he was tired or he just decided to buck the system. But it was a couple of times where he would get the bird, bring it back to me, come sit down, but not give it to me in my hand. He just literally sit down on top of it or lay down and his front two paws were on top of it. Uh, that's not acceptable to me. That's just really not. Uh, but, you know, I reached down, picked it up. You know, and a couple of times I would make him actually, uh, like, refetch it. And then sit up and give it and actually give it to me to hand. Um, so, as far as that standard goes, that's not really acceptable to me. But, that's probably about as 
much as I can say uh, in terms of something that kind of, you know, I would I would say kind of bothered me during that whole situation. Um, also, you know, Gunshine is Ruger is nowhere near Gunshine, but he handled very well for the most part. A couple of times he tried to ignore me, but he was just I could tell he was getting tired. When Ruger starts getting tired, he don't want to do anything. Um, like most people do. But you gotta, you know, I'm trying to instill in him to push through it. What I also like uh, just in totality of the whole shoot is Ruger burned himself out. I had another uh, dog handler out there and she made a comment. She was like, you know, it's good. I was telling her how he burned herself, burned herself out. And she made a comment saying pretty much it's, it's good that a dog burned itself out. They learn their limits. And, you know, Ruger's a lab. He's going to go in at 100 miles an hour. He's going to get the job done. But sometimes I want him to, you know, I want him, not sometimes, I always want him to know his limitations and be aware of them. And so he doesn't burn himself out early on in the hunt. And he didn't uh, early on, but over the, oh, by pretty much the whole hunt minus 20 minutes at the end, Ruger was going, 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 going. So that, uh, you know, that, that was really something that was good for him to experience. Um, you know, so that, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty solid first half. We didn't really have a lot of birds come my way where I was standing at that first half. But the few that we did, he did retreat. Ruger also did a phenomenal job uh, going into the woods and finding birds that that had uh, got out of the the shot circle, and they had landed in the woods. There's a couple of times where he would mark a long fall and you know go straight to it, but it was it was funny. One one situation I got myself into trying to retrieve birds from the woods was you know Ruger pretty much not Ruger pretty much not uh, immediately locating the bird and so we were up through there and knew it was in there and I'm wondering like why the, why in the world is it taking this dog so long to retrieve this bird like what in the world is going on well common sense stupid the bird is running it was hit and I thought it was like you know hit and down because of the way it fell out of the tree or flew into the tree and fell out I thought it was officially down now this bird still had some some kick into it like a pheasant does and it was running around so Ruger was making the it was sitting in this you know pretty small circle I'm like what in the world like the, the bird is right here somewhere no, that bird, by the time I got into the woods, that bird had, had, had cripple-crawled its way up the hill. Well, Ruger goes, he, he finds it. Next thing you know, there's a, you know, they, they are darting around the woods. Darting around the woods, darting around the woods. And, you know, he's tearing up, you know, brush. And the bird is ducking up under this, hiding here, trying to do this, 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 and this. And uh, 
Ruger, you know, chased it through the woods, chased it through the brush, snatched it right on up off the ground. Now, there was another similar situation in the second half that I wanted to mention. I guess this will be my my commentary on, you know, various parts of the, the second half of the shoot. Ruger did the same thing where we saw a bird in another section, in another area of the field. We saw a bird fly into a tree, uh, falls down, and we don't know where it's at. We got to go find it. That retrieve should have been the easiest retrieve in the world because, uh, I mean, a bird wasn't like, it wasn't like the hardest thing in the world for him to send. But Ruger's... I don't know if he was stubborn, but I'm on just, I think he was really just tired as all get out. Cause I mean, he would run, he knew the bird, he, you know, running straight line to it, you know, and kind of lightweight bite at it. Like I'm going to fetch it up, but I'm tired. So he gets the bird and literally just sits down on top of it. Just lays down on top of it. Bird's not dead. I'm telling him fetch, 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 fetch. And he uh, he fetches it, sits down for a break. Bird's still, of course, not dead, so it runs off. So he may the bird Ruger and the bird pretty much are running. Ruger chasing him. That had to be probably 20, you know, 30, 40 yards maybe. Around a big, you know, around a pond and through some brush and into the water here, this, this, and that to where it gets into this it, it buries itself into this ditch up under the uh or in the the creek i have to send ruger into this ditch well the bird didn't really have anywhere to go from there so ruger you know retrieves it and brings it brings it on back uh or fetches it and brings it on back so i on my end i need to be a little more mindful of okay your dog is spent like your dog is just burnt out let him you know chill and i did took him to a uh, pond and let him kind of cool off and swim around a little bit and just you know get himself back together but you know it, it took me to be like okay why is he not doing this because you know even it's, it's interesting as much drive as ruger has it was the drive that kept him trying to chase that bird and retrieve it, but he, but he didn't want to, you know, necessarily do all the work. So I end up having to put a little bit more pressure on him to go ahead and retrieve the bird, not because he couldn't do it; he was just literally being lazy. Um. So I, I, I figured out that I needed to give him a little bit more of a break. Um, let me see. You know, watching Shane's uh, dog sigh, that was very, very cool because, I mean, hell, it was German short hair, and they were racking up some birds too. But I think collectively, I, I Ruger had to have picked up. I, hell, Shane was doing a lot of work too. He said about... 40-something birds before he started losing count. Ruger had to pick up maybe 10 short of that because of the first half of the shoot. But even still, that's debatable, 10 short. Hell, it might not have been any short. But, uh, 
know, this was just a good experience. Seeing other folks handle their dogs, I didn't necessarily feel like, oh shit, my dog ain't, you know, ain't up to par. I really did feel like, okay, he's gonna do his job and he's gonna do it well. So, you know, it, it's it's all it all comes down to trusting your dog and letting them, you know, work for you and you work for him, him or her. So, you know, those were were some of the lessons that I got out of that. Now. I also wanted to, uh, you know, I, I also wanted to say how much I would have, it would have been really, really good to have a pointing dog in there. Like maybe I could have called this, you know, Shane to kind of help me out. Cause it was a pheasant that went down, but it wasn't shot. It went down, uh, in the middle of the field. I sent Ruger after it. And of course it blushes. Whereas a pointer could have held it there um, and not scared it off because the bird ended up flying way, way, way out of range. So, you know, they're just little things like that that I know could have been better, but they weren't the worst. They weren't even really that bad. Uh, you know, but this is just, it's just like, uh, you know, playing sports when I was a kid. Every weekend, you know, you get up every day and, and, and go to your games and stuff like that. Well, this is just a game. During the week is, is practice time. And I don't know. I, I see pheasant shoots as like a, it's like a scrimmage almost. Where, I mean, it, it doesn't count against you. It doesn't count for you. But it's good work to, to do. Good practice against another team. It's a very controlled situation. Um, so, yeah. that That's what it was. Now, I also wanted to thank Jacob uh, Jacob Nash and Colby Phillips up at South Fork for, and, and Rob White for inviting me to come out and back. I didn't say that before, but I said uh, you can't. You can't pay for experiences like that being in the woods. I'm sorry, you just can't. The woods is where all of this stuff comes together. But you may or may not, you know, be in the right places and so on and so forth. So, it was just a lot of thinking time and trying to figure out what it is that I want to do with Ruger going into next season. What, what do I want to polish up? And likely what do I want to teach him so there was just a lot a lot of stuff and then of course I brought back home two more bags of pheasants we're gonna be eating pheasant for a good little while um so yeah I mean that was that was just a short you know a little recap of the hunt everybody there was cool we stayed after and laughed and giggled and joked about crazy stuff that our dogs do and even crazier stuff that you know, we as people do, and I really feel like this is a, a sustainable model, so all of that being said, um, it was a very good day, it's 
been a very good season. And, you know, I really hope you guys are enjoying the content that I have. I'm also on my Instagram page, the Gundog Notebook, and on my Tumblr page, uh, the Gundog Notebook on Tumblr. Uh, I, I'm going to post a lot of the content from shit. If I didn't post it from a week ago, post that on there, post the stuff on there from today. Um, I got in a live video stream on my Instagram that also captured some of the footage. So you guys go check it out and let me know what you think. Also, I, I think I mentioned it earlier in the podcast today or, you know, in this episode, I am getting a new shotgun, a TriStar Setter 12 gauge over under. It's a very nice gun from what I hear. Uh, TriStar is apparently a really good company. But uh, I hear that it's a good gun and I'm gonna, I want to take it out and see if I can put some put some shot through it on my last, last, last hunt in March. So, you know, long story being short, there's much work to do but I'm very proud of my dog and, and the next season is going to be even better I'll be using a, a, a over under shotgun uh, for Upland and my pump for Waterfowl and also Ruger will be in a way 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 better situation We, you know summer training is going to be interesting especially in this good old Georgia heat. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, you know, and a, another thing that I want to harp on is the fact that, first and foremost, I am a hunter. Like, I like hunting. I like upland hunting. I like waterfowl. I like birds. And then, second part is I'm a trainer. So... I like the technical sophistication that comes along with having a hunt test or field trial dog. You know, now hunting, a hunt test, a field trial, all two totally different things. But I think between hunting and hunt testing, I can find a, a, a bridge or, or a middle ground. So you know, that's all I really got for you guys. Like I said, check out my posts and things like that on Instagram. And, uh, you know, let me know what you guys think. If it, it was definitely, definitely fun. So let me know what you guys think. Um, if you want to, you guys can start. I, I would love if you guys had suggestions or questions or anything like that if y'all want to email me at the gundog notebook at gmail.com uh, you know we can chit chat and talk also you can post questions on my facebook page or whatever you know wherever you can find my content content so hit me up and let's talk about how this season went or anything else you want to talk about and uh you know, if not, I'll catch you a little bit later on. All right, guys. Well, I'm on the way back. So I will catch you all later. All right. Peace.